Um, hey, all right, so here's my fun provocation for us. Okay. Uh, I want to, right now, live on the podcast, I want to change the name of our chat. Because uh, I've loved Do oh, I Make You HGW wow. Baby O Behave. I've yeah. loved it. It's, I feel it's like good. It I think it's run its course. It hasn't I really agree come into... Like, I feel like Top of the HWA 2 really made an influence was great. O- yeah. on the podcast, though. Yes. Whereas, like, yeah. I feel like we, we've let Michael Myers and Mike Myers down. It, I mean, it, it actually just came because one day I was very into listening to the Austin Powers theme. Yeah. And it just kind of... Okay, so our, our Facebook chat that we used to talk about this show has been called Do I Make You HGWLA Baby O Behave? And we've all got Austin Powers themed nicknames, and that's been great. It's been great, Wait, but I think what's it's. What's my nickname? Vanessa Kensington, Grace. Vanessa Kensington. What's I mine? think it's. Why? Yours is Gold Member T. Because she was really? the girl. Yeah. Yeah, she was yeah. the British girl. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gold well, it was better than it was yeah. better than Ivana Humpalot Grace or one of the other really yeah. awful female names in in that franchise. Well, thanks. Um, I can't believe I got Gold Member. What was mine again? I forget. Scott. You're you're Scott Evil. I'm Scott Evil. That's right. The only one I ever remember. I remember Gold Member and also Mini Me. It's ironic. It's okay. yeah, yeah. Big B. That, that's a good one. Oh, see, yeah. I forgot because that's what I made me. Okay, okay, yeah, but we're getting off track again because I want to change it right now live on the podcast. So, what new franchise? What new Little tool. Is it gonna be Megan Trainers all about that base? No. No, is it gonna not. be all about that HTW laid? I mean, I don't wanna I don't wanna uh you know, like speak to the elephant in the room, but like are we thinking fifty shades of grey or is that just me? What? Why is that the elephant? Because <laughs> everyone loves that franchise, um, right? Alright, hang on, here's what I'm gonna do now. Hang on, let's just, just hang on. I'm just gonna change this live and you guys are all gonna see it. Um, I don't okay, I don't okay. want no, I'm, to be I'm excited to see what happens. I'm- Alright, there you go. What do, what do you think of that? That thing that I've just done. Fifty HW Lades of Grey. <laughs> it is good though, is the thing. It is a one that I love right. very dearly. Sorry, ben. Why don't you just go ahead and right, do the nickname, sir? Yeah, go Step into that quagmire. Okay. Yeah. Can I be yeah, Dom Jeans? Okay, yeah, you can be Dom Jeans. Can I be the Red Room? Okay. The Red Room? Is that what it's I called? I don't yeah, know with, with anything know, about these films. Them. Grace, um, Grace stepping back. I don't know if it's called the Red Room, actually. I'm sure it is. Grace, you're the Red Room now. Grace is the Red Room. But what? Like, that's not a person's name. Very oh, wait. Good. I don't you probably told me I look all. like Dakota Fan. No, it's not Dakota Fanning. <laughs> it's Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Fanning? Dakota Johnson. Have <laughs> 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 people always tell you you look like a Dakota Fanning? You look like, like Dakota Johnson. Johnson, as in, like, the penis oh. of the state of Dakota. <laughs> what am I going to be? What am I going to be? What am I going to be? Um, just call yourself the penis of the state of. Uh, I'm going to be the. I'm going to be. No, actually, it's called the playroom, isn't it, Grace? I don't know. I, I do love. I thought it's called the blue room. I, I do love that Thomas Owen has been changed to a butt plug or something. <laughs> you put as much work into that joke as T puts into his. <laughs> Come on, T. Uh, I'm out. Of, I'm all out of things. Like I don't want to call myself is... Christian Grey because like... you buy a butt plug or something is yeah, very fun. It is the red room. Up. But I'll never it see is that. the red room. I am the Zygax. Why, do why don't you change your what name to Dom Jeans? Um, what is Dom Jeans? Because he has a pair of. <laughs> what is Dom Jeans? Okay, he, because every time he has sex in the books, he puts on a pair of yeah. jeans that are the, the Dom Jeans that he wears. Jackson, have you read? The no, I've heard. I've heard I've, I'm familiar with this concept of how funny Dom jeans are. There you go. But Dom Jeans also sounds like a name for a great guy. <laughs> yeah, I think Like, hey, I'm Dom Jeans. He actually does. In the book, he says the words Dom Jeans. In my closet, I strip off all my clothes and from a drawer pull out my favourite jeans. My DJs. Wait, yeah. Dom Jeans. Wait, yes. Dom isn't a brand? It's 
like no, as in dominant. dominant. How to, it's like a there's dominant. another article. Yeah. How to find the perfect pair of Christian Grey fuck jeans, which I love. Oh, Man, fuck yeah. jeans no, is also sorry. a good he name. He takes off his clothes and puts no, on okay. jeans. Importantly, to fuck he strips yes. entirely, 100 percent naked, and then slips on his All jeans. I really need to no know. Underwear. No underwear. Just jeans. Fucking no denim. Roar against the dick. Is the button done up? Apparently he scooches them down. No, yeah, he, he, scooches, he scooches them, them down, down to fuck. They're still entirely done up. He just scooches them down. So the button is done up, as is the zip. They're just scooched on down. There's like a little bit of butt spilling over. I, yeah. I, I'm not moved. I'm not moved by this rebrand. I want really? something else. Okay, I all mean, right. Well, all right. We can go back we'll, to the lab. We'll revisit it next episode. Unless you okay, I, no tea. Unless you have a fucking hail mary here, okay. that in the next yeah. ten seconds you can and catch and up. the title of which is going to be get better than fifty HCW Lades of Grey because that is the best part about it, yeah, as far as I'm definitely. concerned. Well, here's my pitch. Okay, it's a bit of a reach. Okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm so fucking excited for this team. What if the chat was called? I think T's doing a sex act. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I got absolutely fucking nothing. Great. I mean, 50 HW leads it is. Yeah. I think T yep, T's still update. it. All right, so now that we've landed on that, just updating the emoji real yeah. quick. Oh, no. going to be an machine. Oh, yes. Updating the iTunes, the RSS feed. <laughs> What's the emoji now? Is that Ooh-hoo. a... That is a naughty nose. <laughs> that is a naughty, naughty nose. Oh no! Oh no! And I've never seen that used before. You can make very big. No, it's so much worse. This on nasty nose. They really should add a moustache to this emoji. Oh my god! Yeah, because the mobile has no nostrils, so it fits really. Oh just. what? <laughs> my mobile has nostrils. Uh-huh. Yeah, Apple. I guess that must just be yeah. yeah. An Apple thing. Uh, Tim, Tim Cook is just nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a- a- Apple just wants you to think oh, of a big deal. Oh. <laughs> this is a tale of a strange and dangerous world, a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship friendship. This is a tale about a world at war and the people who are forced to endure it. When ancient magic starts to stir, three unlikely heroes find themselves embroiled in a quest much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Bonjour, and welcome to Le HTW Laid. It's a French-themed D&D 5e actual play podcast for the Curio Network. I am, as always, uh, Monsieur Dungeon Master, Benjamin Michalister. Oh. And uh, who else do we have along for the ride today? I am the uh, Marquis de Yussard. <laughs> Jackson Yussard. <laughs> Et je suis... De maçon. Wait, non. Merde. <laughs> <laughs> je m'appelle. Je m'appelle. Oh, oh. I nearly sp- I nearly did a spit take of boiling hot tea. And like that's oh, not for no. anyone but Tio Grace, but they saw some dangerous things hey, in me. Je what m'appelle about, what about boi- 
boiling hot, hot tea, tea as a rap name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm way into boiling hot tea. Boiling's very good. And and who else is in the room? What did you say, man? I wasn't listening because I was sending a gift. Oh, nice. I, I, okay, well, what, no, you know what? You've just got to yeah. figure it out, Grace. Right, Hail um, Mary. We go, we're going to go back here. Yeah. Crunchy baguette, Grace Chaffo. All right. Oh, okay. she did it. Yeah. Hey, hey, I have one for you guys. Uh, Bien fait, mes enfants. Bien fait. Oh. Uh, well done. Hey, uh, so to bring you all inside what just happened there. Yeah, do go on. Um, <laughs> as, you, as, you, as you all know, I literally do not decide what the theme of the intro is going to be until I am midway through the breath that I take in before I start it. And I just go with the first thing that enters my mind and just throw a little bit of spaghetti at the wall. And I happen to be talking to my brother on Facebook who is a real francophile now and so i just decided oh. that this is going to be a french themed episode so welcome jake this one's for you salut He's probably jake. listening yeah Comment ça va? <laughs> <laughs> welcome to french htw late i sure hope you guys don't surrender a bunch today oh. <laughs> uh, so topical is that a, a world war ii jake or? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's actually it's a reference to the fact that like historically speaking, France has actually done pretty well militarily, but like the world just likes to insist that France is like a surrender nation. Mais c'est pas vrai. Ton visage ressemble à tronche de nain. Ah, see, it's just all ear poison, though. Isn't it? Whoever whoever <laughs> said that, that French was like the language of love? I mean. That's that's not my kind of dom jeans love, let me Dim. tell you. The language of love is a guy <laughs> nicknamed a butt plug or something Shea, sending okay, you a gif wow. of a dog humping its butt it's in your direction. <laughs> I hope that ain't a cold open, otherwise, Jesus. <laughs> hey, alright, enough of this fucking... Guys, fucking enough of this bullshit, okay? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of you all fucking around. And you know what? Instead of that, we're going to have a little bit of a recap of the world of Carthus. Hmm? What do you think about that? When we last left our heroes, they had narrowly escaped an encounter with some mercenaries after meeting up with Drasilia's younger sister, Cerilia, in a small town known as Traveler's Rest. Cerilia informed Drasilia that something was desperately wrong in their hometown, Hastings, making cryptic references to a clock tower which was apparently malfunctioning and putting the town in great peril. The party resolved to return Cerulea to her hometown in the Oldwood, but when pressed about her intentions, Drosilia was non-committal about staying in Hastings to investigate the clock tower, suggesting that she may simply return Cerulea and depart once more. Regardless, the group progressed north towards Hastings. Much earlier, Drosilia had had a number of visions pertaining to a mysterious, willowy, elvish figure travelling through what appeared to be a somehow altered version of an otherwise familiar forest, but she was unable to make much sense of it. That brings us to right now. So... When we left you guys, as you will have just heard in the recap, you guys were trekking through the Carwood, the three of you and Cerulea, on your way to the Oldwood. I'm going to say after like a few days travel time, you guys basically are able to, because you, you were like sleeping by day and traveling by night, like under cover of darkness to avoid the king and, you know, all the king's men rather, basically just being detected at all. I'm going to say after that, like you guys are able to get into the Oldwood. You managed to cross the sort of main road, the king's road, through the sort of center of Carthus, the equator, if you will, looking at the map. You cross that road 
uh, under cover of night without too much difficulty, and then you find yourself trekking through the old wood. Do you think you are bush bashing, or do you think you're staying sort of on some of the established routes? My bush bashing baby is <laughs> driving me crazy. Yeah, I think we're deep, right. deep in the scrubs. So yeah, yeah. So, do you think anyone's doing anything in particular as you're traveling along, or do you think you guys are just kind of like settling into a rhythm? I will say, Duncan and Jody, you probably noticed, like over a few nights of campfires, that uh, Cerulea has begun to to warm to you guys a little bit. Like she she's kind of interested in like hearing about your stories. She probably asks you questions about yourself. It's up to you how much you reveal or don't reveal. I think like as the as the kind of immediate shock of everything that happened passes, she's, like, more interested in finding out about these weird, mysterious people. I mean, uh, she hasn't had a ton of exposure to the outside world. We've kind of had a bit of that implied already, so she's she's pretty keen to, to hear about your lives. Yeah, cool. Um, do you think you guys are, like, without going into too much detail, do you think you guys are forthcoming, or do you think you're, like, pretty reserved? How, how are you reacting to this? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, from Jody's perspective, like, it's Drazilia's sister, and so, like, Given his desire for, like, any form of, like, familial bond, I think he's pretty keen to be forthcoming. All right, cool. So he just kind of, like, shares a bit of his life yeah. with uh, Cerulea. All right, that's that's nice. What about what about DK? Is he cagey as always, or is he, uh, I think it, is he open to sharing? I think it depends a lot on what's asked. Vagaries are easy enough, but he did pretty recently go back to some pretty dark places internally. So... <laughs> He's probably too. not. <laughs> yeah, externally too. Uh, probably not yeah. jumping down any <clears throat> conversational paths that involve anything too specific, particularly if they pertain to days spent with sword in hand. Right, but things like, where are you from? What was your family like? Like, those are things... I think that's comfortable enough. Wait, do we have that? Are we, are we... We we know he grew up in North Pole, where he was fucking at one point hanging out with Santa's claws. <laughs> I mean... We made all of that canon. He was like a page boy, uh, working for, like, a mad king yeah, we who do wanted know to that. kill all of the town's Fuck. children. Okay, I guess we do know a lot about it. Because I was like, oh, he's being four... I didn't know this! And I was like, uh, no, we... Yeah, we do. We did it in a fucking Halloween Christmas episode. <laughs> Christmas special. Jesus. One of the silliest narratives I've spun. <laughs> Trezilia. Whilst you're watching over a few sort of cooling campfires, your sister get more and more interested in the lives of her travelling companions, uh, Duncan and Jody. You would find her to remain kind of a little bit cold to you. I mean, most of, most of the time she's talking to you, she's sort of asking you questions like, well, maybe let's just play one of these little interactions out. Let's say it's like your first night of travelling through the old wood and you guys are sitting around uh, after dinner and maybe Duncan's just told Cerulea some of the story of growing up in North Pole and being a page boy. And then after that, maybe Cerulea is talking to Drazilia and she says something like, so uh, we're getting pretty close now. I guess we're probably just a couple of days out from uh, Hastings. Do you, have you given any thought to what you're going to, do when we get there? So really, I look, I know you're trying to bait me. I told you, I've got shit to do in the outside world. Like, yeah, okay, Hastings is important. It's your home. It's our family's home. Like, there's other things going on. Her um, demeanor changes a little bit. She was kind of in a good mood after talking to John Khan, and she gets a little bit frustrated. She says, mm-hmm, and uh, those other things. You're always talking about these other things, but you won't tell me anything about them. What is going on with you, Drazilia? What's going on with you and your friends? Or should I just ask yeah, them? Yeah, maybe you should go ask your new friends, Cerulea. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, you know. Does, does Drazzy not have, like, the spell slots to go invisible again? <laughs> was that that frustration? 
<laughs> we've been traveling for days. She's, she's got sluts. She's just. She's got her sluts. Maybe back. she's had been had a um, word to <laughs> by the team. <laughs> yeah, please yeah. stop doing that. Yeah. So, are you still planning to just take me back there and then leave and leave everyone again? <sighs> Look, we will address the situation. I'm sure you're overstating things, but yeah, okay, we'll look into it. Fine. Okay, well, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but do you really think the council are just gonna let you leave again? Alright, it's really just get off my back, okay? I got a lot of things going on. What about mum and dad? Drazilia looks at her feet for a moment and, um... Well, she calls her feet mum and dad. (laughs) 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 They're doing fine. Yeah, Yeah, she's like... (laughs) Mum and dad are doing fine. Cerulea just raises an eyebrow at you and then drops the subject for now. I think that through the days of travel, as Cerulea is becoming closer to my good friends Jody and Duncan, I think Drazilia is sort of retreating into herself a little bit and becoming more distant. (laughs) It took us like 40 episodes. (laughs) Like a whole 18 months. Jesus, we had like two episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, great. So that probably tracks then with what happens next. Because as you guys are traveling through the old wood, just kind of periodically along your journey, Drazilia finds herself beset by really short, sharp visions. And they're not quite visions like the other visions that she's been having this entire time. It's kind of like almost like augmented reality. Like it's like a very brief, like flickering overlay atop her actual vision. And so it might be like she enters a clearing and then all of a sudden... She's playing Pokemon Go, basically. Like, she's walking around. She's got, she's got that little smart, smart fane out. She's looking at little uh, critters dancing about. Like, a sort of, like, augmented reality thing, Ben? Yeah, kind of exactly like that. <laughs> Except not hey, like that at all. do you remember all, when you boys would go to idiot. King's Park just to play Pokemon Go for yeah. hours on end? Yeah, but I want to clarify yeah, for I- the public record that the you boys in this sentence does not include me. Ben and I once spent, like, an hour 45 <laughs> waltzing around the, the, the Greater Netherlands area playing Pokemon yeah. Go and drinking Looking whiskey. Looking for rare poets. Yeah. We, we, we battled a couple of gyms poets. together. It was an experience, okay? So don't you was, come at me, great. Thomas. So, for example, Drazilia might walk into a clearing and then all of a sudden, the vision of the actual clearing before her eyes will be replaced by, like, an overlay where it's the same clearing, but there's something different. Or maybe the party comes to a creek and the location and shape of a rock formation before her is just sort of rapidly replaced with this flickering vision of the same rock formation, but again, a little bit different. She might be struck by the way the sunlight filters through some low-hanging foliage and again have that image replaced with a similar but slightly different one. Just for a second, just for a second before she's back in reality. Um, are these visions getting closer together the closer we get to Hastings? Are they hastening on approach to Hastings? No, I would say probably not necessarily. But can I get you to take either a nature or insight or investigation check for me? Oh, insight would be 14. 14. Okay, with that 14, I would say... Yeah, that works. When you enter that clearing and you get sort of the vision of the trees before your eyes replaced by sort of a different image of trees that's similar but but slightly different, I would say you notice from that that in the vision, some of the trees have 
a few less branches and maybe they're a little smaller than the trees actually are in the real world when you're done uh, flashing back into reality. So if she were a, a more intelligent half-elf, she might deduce it was in the past, perhaps? Yeah, she was a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if she was an arborist. Was yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Cool, cool, cool. Drasilia Do doesn't think, tell um, Drasilia shares? No, no, yeah, no, she, she doesn't does tell not. Okay, that's, that's what I was thinking. After another day or so of travelling through the Oldwood, after that interaction between Cerulea and Drasilia, I'm going to say you guys hear some sort of gentle, relaxed music through the trees up ahead. Well, what do you do? Do you keep moving towards it? Do you move away from it? What's the go? What does it sound like? It just kind of sounds like... Just like someone's just like kind of idly strumming a lute and maybe someone else is kind of idly playing like some bells. Jody was probably going to try and stealth up to it because... Like he, he's he's been hurt before by a by a wandering musician. Do so. you say anything to us? Probably not verbally. I think uh, Jody just like moves towards the front quickly and then like sort of like well he's probably at the front anyway because he's the most perceptive. So he's probably like mm, and the fastest. Yeah. Probably behind Jody, Duncan just holds up one of those military fists of like let's nice. stop. Take a stealth roll for me. Uh, oof, it's only a thirteen. Uh, I'm gonna say with that thirteen. You wander through some branches and you get closer to the source of this noise. And then you, unfortunately, kind of stumble and crack a branch sitting on the ground just as you approach a caravan. And when you step on that branch, you hear a voice call out, Ah, come on up, traveller, where's for sale? I think sends over the sending stone, You know I can go invisible, right, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Jody doesn't respond because it's uh, who, who knows who's listening. As you get that message, Jody, you realize that you are standing face to face with a small traveling trade caravan. Uh, and there's, you know, this old woman sitting there playing the lute. She's the one who's just spoken to you. What appears to maybe be her son is kind of hammering away on the bells next to her. Do, 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 do they have like exotic silks and like textiles? Uh, not super exotic, but they've got like. I mean, look, what, what's your reaction to, to the then, thing that she Are they the Edimaru? <laughs> the what? <laughs> They're not. Or are they the Absolutely Edimaru? not, but Gracie, we must kill I them all. <laughs> What? <laughs> Name of the wind. <laughs> oh, dearie. Uh, what, what's, what's Jody's reaction to being told, come along, stranger, wares for sale? I mean, it depends on the quality of the wares. Like, if they're average wares, you can't really they're going to get an average response. You can't really see them at the moment. Like, the, the wagons just kind of stopped. <laughs> like, they're clearly not, like, really set up at the moment. Like, it's kind of evening. They're just kind of sitting around, like, strumming their music and just kind of hanging out for the night, and you've stumbled upon their, like, trading caravan. Um, I think Jody responds, uh, you, have my cu- you have my curiosity, merchant. And just sort of, like, peers over, trying to get a better look at, uh, at what's on offer. Yeah. She, yeah. she says, well, uh, Jensen and I, and she gestures to who you believe to be her son, have a little bit of everything here in the caravan. We've got a uh, clothing of all manners from all parts of the world. We've got uh, oh, a little bit of a uh, more dangerous militant type things. And she points out some like pretty uninspiring looking weapons. She says, but our specialty <laughs> really is uh, going to be uh, the poultices and potions. And uh, she kind of nudges uh, Jensen and he pulls down the side of the wagon, revealing what appears to be a pretty well-stocked apothecary. I think Jody, like, having been seen, uh, wanders wanders closer to actually inspect. Like, guard up a little bit, like, not, like, ready to strike, but, like, uh, is, like, is, like happy to sort of, like, yeah, exactly, step forward and see what's okay. going on. What's everyone now, else doing whilst this is going on? I would just like to quickly clarify, I'm assuming 
there is some fun third NPC in the side of the caravan who is the apothecary? No. Way to yes and me, man. Oh, right, you want one. I thought you were like had some like specific... Okay, yeah. Uh, yes, Tom, there is. It's a little dwarf. No, it's a little gnome man. It's a little gnome man and his What's name is... His name's... D- 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 Drin... Drin. His name's Drin. And when uh, Jensen uh. pulls down the side of the caravan, Drin is just standing there in the caravan behind a little <laughs> counter. It's an apothecary counter. And he says, says, yeah, Drin's apothecary wears for sale. And he casts his little gnome hands over a rack of potions and poultices. Mm-hmm. Is his potion advertising motto, get it, Drinia? Um, yeah, that's actually etched into the yeah, side right. of the caravan. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so this is a little trade caravan. They've got, like, clothing of different sorts. They've got, like, you know, basic any like basic supplies, like any of the kind of basic supplies that you guys want you could realistically get. Cool. And they have, like, an assortment of potions. Um, the Sending Stones are telepathic. Yes. Um, I think Jody beams back um, supplies seemingly non-threatening. Great. Yeah, Jazilia sends back, do they have clothes? Jody just, like, sends back a, like, a thumbs-up emoji. Yeah. We can do that. We, we, we like a nose show. emoji? Yeah. Like a big yeah. fat nose, nose emoji? emoji? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tim Scott. Yeah, Drazilia certainly walks over. Uh, yeah, I think at this point, Duncan just right. goes and tries to stand close to them so this shit does go awry, he can just cut them in half. <laughs> As you guys all walk up silently out of the bush, uh, the, the main lady uh, chimes out. She says, oh, there's more of you. Well, the more the merrier. Gather round. Where's for sale? And Drin goes, yes, Drin's potions and poultices are ready for all. And Jensen is mute. He just plays uh, on a bell. Bing okay. bong. Um, I, think, and, uh, <laughs> I think maybe Jody kind of nervously goes up to Drazilia and is just like, Drazi, uh, if I um, if I may offer, um, and by all means you may uh, decline, but um, uh, I I I really feel like I I have been um practicing my art in terms of um, crafting different uh, clothing and styles and that sort of thing. Uh, if there's a certain textile here that takes your eye, it would be um an honor to try and fashion you something um something to wear if you like. Oh, I, I just well, a, a, yes. a suggestion. Drazilia's a little bit moved, and she's like, thanks, Jody. That would be, yeah. Um, I was going to say, I think we should all, um, I mean, I don't want to, <laughs> I think your clothes might spook the people of Hastings a little bit. Well, perhaps. Um, Aurelia snorts at that, and she's kind of like standing a little bit to the back, not because she's particularly concerned, but because she's like, yeah, I don't need anything. Um, I guess just yeah, get, get whatever you need and let's let's get moving. But uh, she is right. You guys look crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think Jody, Jody probably res- Jody probably responds like, "So I think perhaps we should blend in with the uh, locality, but um, consider it a, a project. Once we are out of Hastings, um, it'll take me a couple of days to sort of work on it. Um, but just 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 to consider." I mean, you could even, Jody. you could even, like, buy raw fabric and then make everyone clothes for Hastings. True. I, I, I feel like if they just have, like, the rough stuff that they wear in Hastings, maybe we just buy, like, fitting disguises. Um, Jody's yeah. also more in that sort of, like, like individual stylist, sort of, like, haute couture mm. sort of stuff. Yeah, right. So, he wants yeah. to make, like, a Jody Mastana original. Exactly, um, exactly. I think Drazilia is looking for kind of, like, like a, a fabric that looks almost like... It's sort of like a, a leafy foliage pattern. 
which, like, from a distance could look like foliage. Right. Maybe there's like a tiny like little bit of gold disguise. in the disguise. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, do you want yeah. do, do you want like a sort of like a thin material for the dress, and then like foliage as like a sort of like design over it? Like, is that what you're thinking, or or do you want the whole thing to be one piece that like sort of looks? I was thinking like a like a sort of shirt. Right. And then maybe some pants. Yeah. Um. Cool. As you're kind of like pouring through the the various textiles and fabrics. Uh, the old lady comes up and says, Oh, yeah, I think this one would be mighty fine on you, young lady. And pulls out a uh, delicate sort of deep forest green material with, uh, yeah, a little like gold leaf kind of inlay and like some sort of delicate embroidery. Very good. Yeah. I'll take one of those, my lady. Okay, fantastic. I think for Charisma that, it's over here. <laughs> of whatever a set of fine clothes is. Minus a little bit because Jody's going to make it. So we'll say it's like three quarters of the price of a set of fine clothes, which is 15 GP. So we'll say for 10 gold right. pieces, you can get all the fabric you would need to, for Jody to tailor you how, up a set of fine clothes. How much clothes. for three workable um, Hastings costumes, like in, in the Amish style? Okay, so yeah, we definitely did establish a couple episodes ago that like most people in Hastings wear like Amish type clothing, like kind of like rough spun fabrics, mostly muted tones. Um, do you think Jazzy's about that? Like, is Jazzy going to go home dressed in her best Hastings um yeah i think so i think she's um above all trying not to draw attention to herself you know oh okay i would say uh grace that Jazzy is probably acutely aware of the fact that there is no way she's going to be able to waltz into town like yep. and just stay under the radar like there's but, essentially know, zero chance it's a, it's a small town as she knows like i think you said population 200 at one point like there is no way she's gonna be able to just wander in and out of town yeah yeah, yeah. but there's a difference between everyone being like oh you know like drozzy's back did you know yeah. and, and being like, in, what like half a fuck? Dress, sort of like <laughs> yeah what's going on yeah, yeah. who gives a fuck yeah, I was wondering if there was a degree of, like, she might want to be like, fuck you guys and your Amish clothes. I'm, like, wearing my black leather and chain outfit because I'm cool, worldly dressy now. Yeah, I'm wearing she my gold have, jeans. She doesn't have her black... <laughs> she doesn't have her red room attire. She doesn't have her oh, dom no. jeans. <laughs> so they have a joke. Yeah. Basically, they need to change their name now. Heyo, it's me, your friendly DM, just checking in on you in the middle of the show as per usual. Thanks so much for listening to Chapter 39. We sincerely appreciate the continued support. Uh, we'd love you if you helped us spread the word about the show by interacting with and or about us on whatever your preferred social media platform is, or by leaving us a rating or a review. Uh, we might even shout you out, like I'm about to do right this very second, for Blue Dot Sessions. That's at Blue Dot Sessions on Twitter for tweeting about our most recent episode. Go show them some extra love. Just a quick programming note before we get back into the show. The next episode will be up in two weeks, and if all goes according to plan, it'll be coming out alongside another recap episode. This one's going to be a recap of chapters 20 to 39, to follow on from the chapter 1 to 19 recap that we ran a while back. We're hoping that in conjunction with the last recap, this is going to serve as a really good jumping on point for brand new listeners, so there's never been a better time to tell your friends about the show and get them on board. Okay, I won't take up any more of your time. Thanks as always for listening. Enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, 
Um, how, uh, much, how, how much for, like, three uh, sort of or like more rough spun attire? How much do common clothes cost? Because these are going to be some common clothes. Great. <laughs> My main issue is I'm still going to be wearing a huge fucking suit of armor. Maybe you should just get yours really bulky and put them on over the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I think dress me up like a yeah. fat... Fat we'll just boy. get you a hessen sack and I tie think, a rope I around the middle. We, we go fat child, <laughs> <laughs> fat baby. Yeah. You think you go fat baby? Like an, like an Augustus Gloop sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. situation. All right, so maybe. Oh, ja- yes. Is that a fucking um, Charlie in the chocolate? Yeah. yeah. Joke? Still interested. Yes. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So maybe so, Jody is yeah. buying these like three real homespun basic yeah. outfits, yeah. and Drazzy just like grabs a kind of flamboyant, maybe like. Yellow sash off the top, Whoa. just to like throw in there, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I definitely like that. So Josie's a little just, bit of flair, just giving it. You know, I thought you were going to go for some kind of exotic hat, but a yellow sash is definitely oh, very, very nice. Of course, nice. she's getting a hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What um, kind of hat is it? Oh, okay. It's a little black hat, like a little bowler hat. Like a little bowler hat. Oh, yeah, 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 whoa! Yeah. Wow. What In a honor look. of my bowler hat, which I left on the bus. Oh yeah. no! That's wow. Sexy. Okay. In memoriam, um, Jody also. Um, I know this is we're spending too much time here. Jody's also <laughs> definitely going to grab some material to cover up the brilliant, brilliant red of his cloak from Scrivener's uh, cloak corner, um, and we'll offer to do the same for um, old mate's cape of the Montebank. I mean, I'm just putting it in your armor, cape, then clothing. Great. It's yeah, just yeah. part of my back bulk. Go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, cool. So, okay, great. So, yeah, uh, everyone deduct five silver pieces for the cost of your common clothing. Uh, does anyone want to play with Drin? This fun character Tom made me breathe into yeah. existence <laughs> on the spot. Yeah, yeah Does anyone want to do Tom. anything You've with given that? given him the curse of consciousness, T. You, may, yes. you better at least, like, talk to him. Um, I guess Duncan goes up to this apothecary, because apothecaries, you know, tend to draw his interest. Yes. Famously. And kind of says... What's your, uh... Poison? So I have many poisons. Yes, take a look at the cabinet over here. And he indicates a cabinet full of different poisons. You, you know that wasn't me, right? You know yeah, I know, but I just was playing juicy. along. Does the poison cabinet have a skull and crossbones on it? Uh, yeah, why not? It's a pirate cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that Jossie's there being like, no, there's treasure in there. It's only, like, disguised to be yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Duncan asks Drin... <laughs> Yeah, got any health potions, mate? Oh, I see. More on the healing than the hurting kind, are we? Very well. And he spins around the poison Dream. rack, and on the back side of the poison rack, <laughs> instead of being a skull and crossbones, is a heart carved into the rack. Aww. And yeah, there's different health potions in there. Um, health potions of any description, uh, of, of any of the descriptions that are in the PHP. Is there a love potion there? Um, does Jody want to ask? <laughs> no, that was more just for like the, for, like, the team to think about, like okay. <laughs> like a tactical love potion. Yeah. Well. Oh wow, like a charm person almost, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, or something with like that. a romantic I spin. I, I, yeah. You won't know unless you ask. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, no, I think Jody <laughs> thinks about it, but is too embarrassed, so does, so doesn't uh-huh. bring it up. Fair enough. Um, uh, any, anyone going to buy any health potions? Because there's basically health potions of whatever description you would like available from Drin here. Yeah, can I get like four of them? Four just classic health pots. Maybe six of them. Okay, that'll be 300 gold pieces, please. Oof, Yikes. I don't think I actually have that. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll lend. I, I've got, like, a bunch of money, so I'll lend him. Is it 300? Um, yeah. I mean, do you just um, want to buy them for yourself? It doesn't really matter which one of us has them. Yep. Well, I, I, I need to use them because I can heal myself, so. 
<laughs> All right, physician. What a flex. Yeah, I know. Um, Weird flex, but... <laughs> whoever purchases those six uh, health potions when you do purchase them, Drin says, oh, six, is it okay? Well, you've heard of a baker's dozen. What about an apothecary's half dozen? And he throws in a seventh one for free. Oh, great. Uh, okay, well, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take the seventh, and then the six can go between uh, my friends, however they need All them. right, Trezilia says, uh, do you have any magic rejuvenation potions, my good man? As opposed to the healing potions that are right yes. here, indicating the rack. What um, <laughs> what exactly did you have in mind, stranger? Well, it's not um, generally health that I seek at the end of a long day. <laughs> he says, <laughs> oh my, you might be interested in um, <laughs> my uh, private range. And he flips up another panel that is full of love potions. Whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, just to buy one of those, just in case. Oh, and, okay. Uh, <laughs> How much are they? That- uh, the love potion is 100 gold pieces. Oh, Trin, I think you've misunderstood me. Um, I'm not after... Session. I'm not after love potions, she says, buying one. She's <laughs> <laughs> not after such expensive ones. Yeah. Drozzy only yeah. likes her love cheap. Do you have anything that could... Uh, does, is the thing that I'm asking for, does it not exist? Is that why you're not giving it yeah, to me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what are you asking potion. for? She wants a mana potion, but the I game doesn't have mana. I want a spell slot. Doesn't oh, your staff do something equivalent to that, though? Potion. Yeah, it does. Not have your you staff, but I gave you a whole magic item about it. I gave yes, you a whole okay. magic item about bonus spell slots. Jazilia <sighs> remembers, and she puts one of her fourth level spell slots into the staff, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, real quick, what were the potions of requirement? I just like looked in my pack, and I was like, oh, I have like two sanctuary sides and a potion of requirement. Does it just sort of like give us something that we need that was like specific to you? So yeah, you, the most you, useful yeah. thing. Like spell yeah, slot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were going to have a discussion about it at the time. Great, Okay. Well, Jody will hang on to it, but that might be something I throw at Trussie at some point, because it'll probably give you spell slots. Yeah. Cool. All right. She'll take it. Also a love potion. <laughs> <laughs> Trussie doesn't need a love potion, baby. She's got that 18 charisma. Hey. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, great. So are we all done playing with this wonderful merchant that I created for you? Yeah. Yes. I, so. I also wanted to ask Drin. Hey, Drin. What's the wildest thing you have for sale? Drin. Uh, peers you up and down as if taking your measure, Duncan, to try to determine oh what God. exactly Duncan is going to find the wildest thing that he has. And um, after a moment he of regarding you coolly, he reaches under his counter and he pulls out a small translucent bottle containing a dull grey fluid. And he puts it on the counter and he says, for 50 gold pieces, you can find out. Ooh, a challenger. <laughs> offers you the mystery jar for 50 gold pieces. 50 gold is too much for a mystery, mate. Drizzly buys it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Drizzly just undermining Duncan on the spot. Just like, yeah, not for me. Not for a money bag to Limian over here. <laughs> Fucking she really great. loves mystery. Okay, great. So add mystery potion to your repertoire, Jazzy. Yeah, and, can you uh, put that on your character sheet, Grace? Yeah, yeah. Putting oh it now. Oh, did love you potion. forget your character sheet, Gracie? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I'm adding it to the DK. I also forgot too. the microphone. 
It's like playing poker with my sister's kids. All right. Um, <laughs> <Aww. let's, laughs> what? <laughs> let's press on, shall we? Do you guys move on from uh, the caravan? I'm yeah. not sure I ever yep. really will. Wow. Yeah. Drin. <laughs> what a character. As you leave, Drin calls out, um, Oh, uh, if you're heading deeper into the old wood, you best be aware. Uh, uh, rumor has it, deeper into the woods, there's a... Uh, well, I don't really know how to describe it. It sounds a little too strange to be true, but um, I guess you'd say a new old settlement that's just seemingly cropped into existence in the last few months. I mean, we come through this way maybe once a year, and I swear there was nothing in the area, but uh, some of the other traders have said there's a new town there. Uh, seems to have just come out of nowhere. Uh, I'm uh, sure the Duke Gisella... wouldn't be too happy about that. Um... Anyway, we're planning to head there in a few more days and uh, see 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 about it for ourselves. And uh, at that, yeah, you were going to say something, Grace? Yeah, Drasilia, I think, is like <laughs> a, a new old town popping up in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, all right, old man. <laughs> and uh, can I do a persuasion he says, He says, I'm 23 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a heavy smoker. You want any yes. death sticks? Um, yeah. Yes. Make your persuasion check, and for, for anyone who's paying attention, would have just seen Cerulea's eyes get extremely wide. Um, yeah, I also critically failed the persuasion check, so... Uh, the old woman chimes in and says, Ha ha! Well, uh, I'm not sure what your deal is with that uh, new old town, young lady, but uh, you're going to have to try better than that to trick the three of us. And then Cerulea chimes in and says, You can't go there. They they won't trade with you. Just just leave them alone. Let them Let them be. Why wouldn't anyone just let them be? And then she turns around and walks off into the forest. <sighs> Teenagers. <laughs> and uh, Drin follows her. Great. Do you guys leave? I yeah. ask Drin, hey, Drin, the uh, grey potion, would you use it on yourself or somebody else? Well, that depends how much you like that person. It does. That's true. That's generally how. <laughs> would you use it on yourself ever if you didn't? Want to hurt yourself? <laughs> You're like monkeys pouring it. Um, he says, um, "Some might." Interesting. Fifty gold's too much for a mystery. He says. <laughs> <laughs> I've never known team more desperate to know the outcome of anything in this game. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, okay. Let's get to it. Uh, as you guys are traveling along through the old wood, uh, you would notice that Cerulea is getting notably uh, a little bit lighter on her feet, a little bit more excited, because Drasilia, you would also be aware of the fact that uh, you're getting closer to Hastings. In fact, you expect to hit Hastings pretty much any minute now. It's pretty much at exactly this moment that you get a message via Sending Stone from Alva and Garrick, who in the Ooh. last few days that you guys have been traveling have met up. So you assume Garrick has made his way back to Analor and rendezvoused with Alva. The message is simple and short. It says, um, haven't heard from you in a little while. Uh, hope all is well. Um, things down here have gotten somewhat complicated. Uh, patrols are getting... Uh, alarmingly close to the nest so we are shipping out you might say changing location um just to give you an indication of where we are remember when we first met one of the three of you and i got off to a really rocky start that one of the three of you should know where we've gone 
Come here as soon as you can, by the way. Uh, we have some very important things to discuss. Jody, uh, with that mention, probably remembers being turned to stone. Um, yes. And then probably has a sense of them maybe going to Espera. So. What a fucking riddle. Yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. All right. All right. How close are we to the, the town? Uh, I mean, I was about to say, you can see it in the distance, but what's going on? Just so it turns invisible. <laughs> oh, okay. As you guys are walking towards the town... Drazilia turns invisible, and you see on the horizon, well, what you see is probably kind of unlike anything you've ever seen before, because it is a town, it's definitely one of those, but surrounding the town is a strange, shimmering, magical dome, and what you would note is that this magical dome looks like it's struggling. It kind of like flickering. Fucking knew it. Fucking under the dome. I love that. Yeah, exactly. The shimmering dome is flicking on and off. Okay. As you guys it's walk like towards dome it. on, dome off, kind of like a Karate Kid thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly yeah. like that. Uh, Cerulea says, "Well, there it is. Uh, as you can see, Drazilia. Oh, Dr- Drazilia. She rolls her eyes, knowing this trick by now, and says, "As you can see, uh, yeah, the uh, the clock tower is in a in a bit of trouble. That um definitely should not be happening." Jody probably pipes up and is like, "So um, this this clock tower um, it it hides the town. Is that what? Is that its purpose?" She says, "Circle gets the square." Uh, Jody Mastana with the four points. That's right. Uh, yes, that is how our way of life. <laughs> Jody pulls out a notebook protected. and writes down four. Yeah, good. Four points for Jody. Uh, yeah, for for so long. And yes, I mean. Shortly after uh, Trazilia, wherever she got to, left, um, yeah, this started to happen. And, uh, well, look, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, the people in town will be able to explain it a lot better. Or, you know, maybe Druzzy, if she wanted to stop being such a coward about it. In the meantime, let's just uh, finish our journey. And uh, she starts walking pointedly towards the town. And then she starts run, uh, walking even faster because she spots something that uh, you guys also spot as you get closer. Off to the left, sort of just inside this sort of flickering dome, you see a small retinue of eight armed people carrying uh, spears and swords and shields. They don't appear to be the king's army. They appear to be more of like a... um. Well, they're wearing like tabards. Uh, they appear to be more like maybe like private guard of like a wealthy house. Mm-hmm. And standing in front of them is a stooped over old man. And he is engaged in heated conversation with a relatively tall, barrel-chested half-elf man standing oh, at no. the so head Half-elf, half-barrel? Of- She, he, this old man is stooped over talking to a tall, barrel-chested half-elf man who is standing at the head of a, what appears to be reasonably, um, well, actually, uh, Duncan, can I get you to make an insight check for me with advantage? Nice. I rolled two 17s, so that is gonna be... Twenty-two. Wow. Okay. With that twenty-two, you would notice that this this guy, this barrel-chested half-elf guy, is standing at the head of an obviously to Duncan's trained eye amateur military regiment of probably <laughs> twenty or so young men and women, sort of just armed with like 
whatever they could get their hands on. You would know from just looking at these two groups that are squaring off against each other, even though they're outnumbered basically two to one, you'd put your money on the eight dudes wearing the tabards. If I had a penny for every time, I'd put my money on eight dudes. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Cerulea, seeing this, turns back to the space where she assumes Drazilia's standing and she says, Oh, um, I forgot to mention, Drazzy, uh, you're gonna love this. Uh, you wanna know who's taken over the old, uh, town defense initiative? And she, uh, hooks a thumb at the barrel-chested dude standing at the front of the pack, Drazilia, from wherever you're standing. You would recognize it's Trent Allgood. And Grace and or Drazilia, before we discuss who Trent Allgood is... How do you think uh, everyone reacts to that? Basically, Cerulea has, like, she's, like, still hurriedly moving towards it because she's clearly a little bit worried about what's going on, but she has a moment to take some glee in pointing out Trent Allgood to Drazilia. So how does Drazilia react to that? Does she say anything? How does everybody else react to that? Also, okay. also, was it Cerulea's thumb or a spare thumb she had in her pack that she threw? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was Cerulea's own thumb. Um, I think Drazilia's just like, son of a bitch. And she just, like, motors towards the group. Not that any of you know that, because <laughs> she's invisible. Yeah. Okay, great. He, so I think, like, um, Cerulea, like, feels Drazilia brush past her really quickly, and uh-huh. then turns to Duncan and Jody and just says, It's her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> and then starts moving up towards the group. I think Jody like, stops in his tracks for a moment. Just in, <laughs> honestly, in shock. I think Duncan probably just takes a glance at Jody, then, like, looks at Trent, then looks back at Jody and is like, that guy? Yeah, I think Jody's very much like, mmm, mmm. Half elf, half barrel. <laughs> it's very much a <laughs> Half elf, half barrel has to be the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys all motor on over to this little interaction? Um, I wouldn't say Jody motors. I think he's sort of keeping his... Like yeah, distance. I guess I think he, I'll I guess, clank calmly towards it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's clanking okay. around. Um, Jody's <laughs> definitely got a, 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 yeah, like he's got like a hood drawn sort of thing, and it's just kind of like slowly moseying over. Think, wait, are we wait, wearing? Am I on. am I in a fat suit right now? You're in a fat yeah, suit. Right is just gonna hop on the comms real quick and be like, "Do you guys want to be invisible?" Not really. I think Jody, aware of his um, social skills. Yeah, Jody's like, yeah, hit hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) So Jody gets turned invisible also? Yeah, he's like slowly moving towards town and then just disappears. Okay, Cerulea goes, hey, Jody, uh, can't you wait to see what happens? Jody? (laughs) (laughs) And then she says, God damn it, (laughs) Cerulea! And uh, eventually, you guys... Well, I'm going to say Drazilia gets there first. Uh, the one thing that you you notice before we, we get to the interaction that's happening here, jo- um, Drazi, is that as you pass through this shimmering magical barrier, you definitely feel your sending stone, like, click inactive. Once you're through this barrier, oh, you can no longer use it. It's inert. Okay. Um, and, yeah, you, you walk up on, and then probably, like, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds later, everyone else kind of gets within earshot enough to hear... Uh, actually, you know what? No, you, you definitely can't hear until you walk through the dome. So let's say you all walk through the dome and then like some of the people in the militia have kind of started like noticing you guys approaching and they're like pointing them out to each other. But like Trent is too absorbed talking to this old man um, to really pay too much Notice, attention. Noticing Cerulea and a fat child walking into <laughs> Yeah, she's, yeah, I didn't Cerulea show. and a fat child motoring <laughs> okay. over towards them. 
<laughs> did um, not shave. <laughs> not a fat child. A dwarven child, then. Yeah, yeah. A bearded dwarven child. Noticing Cerulea and a fat little dwarf. A clanky fat little dwarf wandering over to them. Got um, bad Cerulea, no, robotic butler. Chunky dwarf. <laughs> I think this actually this makes this makes a ton of sense because like Trent would even look over at you and be like look over at Cerulea and Duncan and be like, oh hey Cerulea, uh, you found a friend I guess. No luck finding Drezzy I suppose. Anyway, and then turns back towards um this stooped old man and you guys all overhear a few snippets of conversation for the last time. All good. This is your town's final warning. We don't know where you came from, but you can thank your lucky stars the war is on. Or we'd have the king's own men down here so fast your heads would be spinning. You've got one week to move on, or we'll be back here with a lot more than just these eight men. And Trent says, Yeah, well, for the last time, also to you, tell Lord Standish he can suck it. Um. And then, like, gives him the finger. And, uh... The oh, old yeah, man true. just kind of like stands there, like <laughs> smoldering a little bit, and then uh, Whoa, he loves like, Jesus. <laughs> um, well, Josilia uses all of her composure to not to not make an audible sound of disgust at this display. <laughs> but also, I was going to ask you, what is the most like impressive figure that you think we've encountered at this point? Like, I mean, is- what do you mean by impressive figure, Grace? Do you mean like politically? Powerful? No, no I as mean in, like, like terrifying, phantasmically horrifying images. Not image. I'm looking for a voice. Interesting. Maybe that Bane captain. <laughs> Legless. What? Leg- Legless Bane, Legolas? as his name became after you cut his leg off. Oh, like Legless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Also scarier was Jody's Australian accent that he used at that time. If you want to give that a spin. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hello, mate. Um, <laughs> Go on, Gracie. I am dying to hear this. <laughs> yeah, what about terrified. just like one of the fish? Do a fish voice. That's fucked. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, fish voice is good. Yeah, yeah. Drusilia perfectly impersonates a fish voice while well, she's still We're going to see how perfectly she does when she does her performance check. No, it's well, not. The point it's the, um, it's an acting the acting feat. You don't actually have to do a check. You don't have to do a check. Okay, I thought you just had advantage or something. Okay, no worries. Go on. Do your perfect impersonation. It's, you have no dominion here. Whoa. Be gone from this place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the envoy to Lord Standish and his men definitely all look around with a start. Look, where'd that come from? And, um... Then Trent also definitely kind of starts with surprise, but then he's a little quicker to, like, pull it together. And, uh, stares down the envoy who says, oh, if you think cheap tricks are going to save you all good, I... I you're, you've got another thing coming! Let's get out of here, boys! And then yeah, snaps right. his fingers and they all start walking away. Drizzlea casts Fireball on the whole group. What?! What?! What does she do?! Jesus Christ, Gracie! <laughs> no, she's protecting her home. Like, there's a, there's a certain explanation there. Like, if there are any survivors, they're going to come back and bring more people, right? So, like, Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, but you will look, appear I- visible as you do this. Yes, I will. Yes. What a fucking entrance. Oh, I'm, I, I don't want to walk in being like, oh, excuse me. Instead, she's going to explode eight dudes and then disappear. 
Yep. Um, um, okay, so here we are. Um, no, no, no. I'm fucking way into this. Don't you dare try and walk sure? this back, Grace Chapel. Yes, absolutely. You just, like, freaked out. No, because it was the last fucking thing I expected you to do. Yeah, incredible yes. writing, Grace. Um, <laughs> yeah, Amazing. Um, no, no, no. I love this. It is probably going to mean we end the episode here because it's going to change what comes next. But I'm, I'm way into that. Um, so let's just quickly resolve this. I'm going to roll for all of these guys with disadvantage because they are completely surprised like me. Uh, so these eight dudes rolling. Yeah. Yeah, with the disadvantage, they get a 10 on their saving throw, which means all eight of these guys and the envoy to Lord Standish are all going to take the full 8d6 fire damage. Go ahead and roll that for me, Gracie. It's a big, chunky roll. 17. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Plus 18. 35. 35. Yeah, yeah. 35 fire damage. Okay, um... Yeah, they all die. (laughs) (laughs) They're all just incinerated, and Druzzy pops out of invisibility into existence, and she's now standing there, fucking just returned from out of nowhere. The the once-in-a-generation sorcerer of the town of Hastings appears before her ex-boyfriend and the local militia, detonating an explosive that takes down the town's enemies in a single swoop. Everyone is standing there, stunned and in silence, until Trent composes himself and says, Druzzy, that was so hot. Fuck off, Trent. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chappell, Ben McAllister and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or Still Interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.